Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Thursday episode of Flippin' Bats. This one is going to be great. We got a ton to talk about. We got Fernando Tatis drama, even though he's not even back in the major leagues. I'm giving my top five MVPs so far. We're going to call it BVPs. We got a lot to talk about today. Fan questions as well at the end. This one's going to be a blast. Let's get to it. It's a fallout. He swings and it's a high fly ball, deep center field, it is gone, home run, and a huge backflip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. We are back. It is Thursday. I'm joined, as always, by Alex Curry. Alex, we haven't we haven't talked about it since it happened, but your uh, San Diego State ends up going down in the championship i am just getting double whammied today with this joy i was on the herd earlier had to open the show just saying just gotta rub some salt in the wound you know what i just gotta say i'm happy we were there It was the first time that we were in the championship game and you know what san diego state thank you for the journey thank you for the ride wow that was, <laughs> that was we had a good wow. time all right that was good yeah thank you, you know what i'm excited about what obviously baseball's rolling we're now officially a weekend it's also a Masters week. Oh, there's the so much first going day on. of the Masters. Um, I'm friends with Victor Hovland, who's the leader in the clubhouse after the early morning round. So Epic. things are. It's a good. It's a good day in the sports world. Good week in the sports. It world. is because we're also like last couple of games in the NBA season. There's so much that's going on in the West. Yeah. Like it's like in the sports world. This is like probably one of the more exciting weeks outside of Super Bowl. Things on the field and. and are good positive yeah. vibes everywhere but the most positive of all yes. Alex I don't know if you saw I this did. Liam Hendricks mm. who is um now officially cancer free rung the bell the other day at the hospital after finishing his final treatment after 5 months of treatment Liam Hendricks has finished his final round of chemotherapy he is cancer free just some great news I mean that's it, just great news It is I mean he said you know, you never think you're going to be the one to hear you have cancer, especially when you're a healthy, active athlete. But he said ringing that bell was the most emotional thing he has ever done in his life. Oh, wow. And gave so much gratitude to the nurses, his wife who was there for him for every treatment. And he just like, it really things like this, you have to imagine, put life and your career and everything you do into perspective. And you could just hear it. He gave a very heartwarming message to all of his fans on social media and just what a day you know what a yeah. what a moment to now continue on the rest of your life and they played it at the they played the message on the big screen in in chicago and he basically was like I, this was right before he rang the bell but he's yeah. like i'm starting my last day i'll be back out there soon and i think everybody is rooting for liam Hendricks to be back out on the field yeah that's for sure um, another guy people I think are rooting for to be back out on the field, but at a totally different spectrum here. <laughs> like, I mean, as far apart uh, as you can possibly get of why they weren't on the field. Yeah. Fernando Tatis, who is currently 
still suspended until I believe April 20th is the day he's back. Fernando Tatis suspended for steroid use. He's still able to play in the minor leagues. This story is wild. Last night hits a home run, an absolute tank yeah. in the minor leagues, and somebody tweets out, Caden McClure will be telling people for years about the time he gave up an absolute nuke to Fernando Tatis Jr. That's where this story begins, Yes, Alex. From there, the pitcher himself, Caden McClure, after the game, decided to quote tweet that and put in parentheses basically a like, new correction. caption, a correction. Yeah. Cheater hits a home run on Oof. a rehab assignment during a steroid suspension. <laughs> He's okay. asking for it. So my first thoughts here. Yeah. Before there isn't there is another part to this story. Do you want to? It's on the board right now. Okay. The end of this, this story, which actually yeah. just happened. Yes. Fernando Tatis's mother mm-hmm. responded on Instagram, <laughs> saying this: "A player with seven years in the minor leagues just wanted a minute of fame. That was the reason he used a superstar player's name." To obtain visibility. This is messy all around. I have thoughts. One, Fernando Tatis' mom didn't need to say that. No. Okay? Like, you're Fernando Tatis. You're a superstar. You're a generational talent. He just made a bajillion dollars with this new contract. His mom doesn't need to be getting in the middle of this with, like, this reminds me of the the Eminem and MGK rap beef. You know, it's like, what is Eminem getting? What is Eminem (laughs) doing here? You know, like, Tatis' mom doesn't need to be in the middle of this. No. And the player himself to respond, it's like, you probably shouldn't be going on Twitter after giving up a home run to a generational talent and complaining. You know, like, he's not still on steroids. Like, just laugh about it and move along. That's my thought. Like, what are you doing? Uh, Getting attention. Yeah. Now people know his name. Now people are talking about him who has spent, someone who has spent seven years in the minor. So I... I don't, I don't think it's right, but I see what he's doing. He's getting the people are now going to know his name. No press is bad press in the sign of some people, in the mind of some people. But Tatis's mom, there's a reason your son is playing in the minors right now and not in the big leagues. Yeah. There is no need to add fuel to right. this fire. What are you doing? Yes, he is in the minors because he got caught cheating. Let him come back gracefully. Don't put more attention onto why your son is playing in the minors right now and just hit a bomb. I can't believe she off of a minor league pitcher. Stop. Yeah, it's so immature and unnecessary. You are, what's the word? Going down to the level. You're shrinking. You're stooping You're sh- lower. Stooping lower than you need to. Yeah. Stay high. I. You mentioned the attention it brings this yeah. pitcher. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But I, I just spent a very small bit of time perusing through the comments. Okay. The attention that it got wasn't great because they no. decided to bring out, like, his statistics in the minors, which, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, if the guy had, like, a one ERA and was shoving and then gets yeah, his yeah. name on the map, people are like, wait a second, this yeah. guy, like, just call him up. But, no, he goes online to complain about Tatis hitting yeah. the homer and just a. A very interesting situation, and it started last night with the home run. I saw the video and was like, oh, my God, Tatis is coming back in yeah. uh, in two weeks. He'll be back on a major league field. And then I saw that tweet, and then after the game, the response, and I'm just yeah. like, I don't know how this is going to go over. Thankfully, it's not Tatis responding. Like, he's staying out of it, yeah. as he should. Just keep playing. 
I had you as a sneaky uh, MVP favorite, so I am one of the people here rooting for you, Tati, so please don't respond to this situation. And just keep playing. Keep doing what you're doing down there. It got pretty close to him responding with his mom responding. That's pretty... That's pretty. But little did Tatis know, like, I need yeah. to tell my mom to stay out of this. Yeah. It's like, I'm rehabbing in the minor <laughs> leagues, mom. Just stay out of it. Please stop, mom. Um, also, yesterday, Shohei Otani, another start on the Oof, mound. His first win of the season. First win of the season, second quality start. He pitched yeah. great. Honestly, arguably better in his first start of the year. But um, thanks to his own offense, he ended up yeah. getting a win as well. Um, this, this start was interesting to me. He really, really struggled to find his command and especially the first inning, but the first two to three innings, he was not himself. So I think this start was really cool to see. He ended up settling in, was dominant, six innings pitched, one earned run, eight strikeouts and threw 110 pitches, ends up getting the win. Thanks to he came out of the game, struck out the guy for his eighth strikeout to end that final and sixth inning for him his 110th pitch, and then the next inning has to go up to hit, drives in that run to the opposite field. I think that run gave them a 4-1 lead, but they ended up winning 4-3. So the yeah. run he drove in ended up being the, the run that ended up getting them to win. Uh, another dominant outing on the mound for Shohei Otani. Yeah, we, we know that he does it all. But it, it's games like this where you see he goes out, you have, you have a, a – a little bit of a struggle, as you mentioned, finding your command. You're able to bounce back. You're able to drive in runs. You are the biggest moment and biggest piece to the game. But he also had a really funny moment yesterday that went viral on social media <laughs> where he reached into the umpire's ball bag, grabbed a ball, and tossed it to the opposing team's pitcher. I, I, if we have the video, I'd love to show it right now. Um, I'm pretty sure Shohei Otani is the only player – in Major League Baseball, who could get away? Who could get away with this? I've also never. I've just never seen anybody do it. Yeah, you know, it's like I've never seen an opposing pitcher go into the umpire's bag and and toss a ball out there to the pitcher's mound. Um, so this was yeah. Pitching Ninja did a funny like for those who are wondering <laughs> the Major League Baseball rule on this. The first video ump hands you a ball. You don't like it. You don't take it. Ejection. Ump doesn't give you a ball. And you steal it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I think Shoei is the only player that could get away with something like that. That was great. Uh, he also became the first player ever to get a pitch violation on the pitcher's mound and in the batter's box. Just a wild day for Shohei. Uh, yeah. But all in all, a good day. Uh, ended up, it was very impressive to see because this is the kind of start that a couple of years ago we would have seen him not be able to get out of the second or third inning. This one, he ends up settling down, goes six innings, gets a win on the mound, eight strikeouts. Good start for him there. Um, another good start mm -hmm. in Major League Baseball, which I'm a big sucker for debuts. Yeah. Big sucker well, it's, for it's a big moment. You've literally worked your entire life yeah. to get to this moment. It should be a huge thing. Yeah, and it the, it was. For Grayson Rodriguez, the Orioles' top prospect, probably should have broke camp with the team, uh, probably should have been making his debut before this, but ends up finally making his debut, struggled in that first inning a little bit, and then really settled down. Five innings pitch, five strikeouts, two earned runs, a great debut for Grayson Rodriguez, was throwing 97, uh, end up getting out of that jam in the very last inning and like screaming on the mound, loved the energy. Uh, and then afterwards in the locker room, we saw him and his dad hugging, which was a really cool moment. 
just uh, another another really cool start, and I, I wanted to mention it because top prospect for the Orioles making his debut, uh, bi- uh, very much so a weighted debut, and then we got to see that moment in the locker room after. Just cool. Now, we know the Orioles have some of the most exciting young players yeah. right, in Major League Baseball, but when you see an arm and a player like Grayson make this strong of a debut, does it change your mind at all about what the Orioles are capable of doing this season? This season, I would say no. Um, I, I've just been a little frustrated, not still, but I was frustrated with the offseason that the Orioles had. I, I do believe this I believe this core is ready to go out and win. I really do. Adley, Gunnar Henderson, Cedric out in center field playing playing great so far this year. Grayson Rodriguez now in the big leagues. Uh, you got Austin Hayes playing re- well. Um, Mount Castle. I mean, this team has the makings of exactly what you would want to be a successful team. And then we saw them last year go out and overperform what everybody thought and be in contention until the last weekend of the year to possibly get in the playoffs. And then in the offseason, it's like, okay, like there's some big names out there. Let's see the Orioles go after it, add some, add a piece or two big veteran pieces around this core, and then we're looking at a for sure playoff team. And they just they didn't do that. And it really frustrated me. And now to see them doing this and playing pretty well to yeah. start the year and and seeing um, Grayson Rodriguez make his debut, it's like, man, the future is here for the yeah. Orioles. They just didn't build around it and aren't yet. I, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team this year because of it. But it does make me excited about their future. Yeah. I just wish I wish the ownership and the GM of the Baltimore Orioles were as excited about the team right now as as I am and the fans are. Well, maybe they could be. I mean, you still have till the trade deadline to bump up your roster You're right. in but some e- way. But even still, it's like, okay, well, now what the team... What are you going to give up? Well, yeah, so why yeah. not just go after guys in free agency and show the team we believe in you from day one, not, oh, we think you're overachieving <laughs> again at the trade deadline, yeah. now we'll we'll trade pieces to, to acquire guys. Well, why yeah. not just give us a full year to prove it? I don't know. It's frustrating. That, that's the difference between great teams and up-and-coming teams. Yeah, exactly. So that, that right there. Yep, exactly. Uh, Alex, we're going to start a new a new thing this year. Speaking of great. Speaking of great. That's yes. good. Yep. Speaking yep. of great. We're going to do the top five BVPs. And you might be saying, Ben... <laughs> What's a BVP? And that'd be a great question. Yeah, tell great, me. great, great question. Uh, to play on an MVP, okay. which you might know, hmm. most valuable player, but yeah, BVPs, Ben's valuable players. And there's going to be five. It's the top five, and we're going to do it every week. Okay. And I'm going to combine both leagues. So it's going to be one MVP award. It doesn't matter what league you're in, top five. And obviously, look, it's early in the year, yeah. right? But we're going to do it all year long. So at the end, it might not look exactly what it's going to look like in week one. But the top five players in the BVP voting, if you will, yeah. as of right now, top five players in the league. We'll start with number five, Will Smith, mm-hmm. catcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers, batting 421 right now, three homers and 10 RBI to start the year. Will Smith has said, I've heard a lot of talk lately about Adley becoming the best catcher in baseball already. Let's pump the brakes on that a little bit. <laughs> I'm still here. JT Real Muto's still over there. He might not be talking about him. He's talking about himself, but he should be. Yeah. Uh, he's still one of, if not the best catcher in the game of baseball, and he's off to a great start. He's at number five for me. He is. His three home runs are tied for second most in Major League Baseball right now, which, again, it's only, it's only opening week, but 
the Dodgers need him. They need him to produce. They really, especially they, this they year. They really do. So it's yeah. it, it's a great start to the season for Will Smith. Yep. Uh, at number four on my list, mm-hmm. Wander Franco. Mm-hmm. Batting 417, two homers, seven RBIs, two stolen bases. And and to me, he's the he's the key to this Rays offense. We know the Rays are going to pitch. They are their pitching is lights out, as we have seen so far. But Wander Franco came up as the top prospect in the game of baseball, and due to injuries and playing pretty well, but never like elite elite, he hasn't exactly been living up to the hype that everybody thought he could. Mind you, he's still extremely young. He's still barely old enough to drink legally, and now he seems to be coming into that player that we all believed he could, um, and the Rays need him to be that guy because their lineup isn't full of star power. But, you know, switch hitting, shortstop, doing what he's doing so far, this is the guy that we all expected to see, and and he's now arrived. Yeah, no, and he's he's off to a great start. He's one of only five players in Major League Baseball with multiple steals and multiple home runs, which is what you want pretty to good. see right out of the gates. Pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. Uh, number three for me, Glaber Torres, New York Yankees. Man, <laughs> Glaber has been off to a tear, mm-hmm. batting 421, two homers, six RBI, Five stolen yes. bases to start the year. Glaber Torres has turned into Ricky Henderson with these bigger bases. I mean, <laughs> and these new these new rules. Not to mention, he's Ricky Henderson's on the speed side of things. He's turned into some combination of Barry Bonds and Ricky Henderson. That's the kind of player he's been to start the year. Off to an absolute tear. Two homers, six RBIs, five stolen bases. Glaber has been Glaber's been the guy in that Yankees lineup, and that's. You know, Aaron Judge is still doing Aaron Judge things, has a couple of home runs himself, but the key to this Yankees offense so far has been Glaber Torres. Which is great with an already stacked, as you mentioned, the guys, stacked lineup. Yankees yeah. need it. Man. If they're going to surpass, who do you have, the Jays in that number one spot? I have the, the Jays as, as winning that division, but yeah. the Yankees are the Yankees are a playoff team no matter how you look at it. But you're act- yeah. you're absolutely right. If they get this kind of year out of yeah. Glaber Torres, now this kind of, he's not going to hit 421 the entire year. But if they get like 300-plus Glaber Torres with 40 yeah. homers and 100 stolen bases. Like what? Yeah, I mean, yeah, come on. Great. Uh, but this is the Glaber Torres that was the top prospect in, in baseball. coming when I, was, when I was playing in the minors, I was playing he, – he got traded over from the Cubs, mm-hmm. and he um, – he got traded right around the time that um, I was playing against the Tampa Yankees. And I remember the name coming over and I played against him in the minor leagues. And he's one of the few players I played against that was like, yep, I, I see it. I, I yeah, see yeah, it yeah. very clearly. And that's just a lot of guys I played against become major leaguers, but not a lot of them stand out as like, this guy was traded over as a top prospect mm-hmm. and he's going to be a big leaguer. And at the time he was like 18 years old and it's like, okay, well maybe sometime else. No, you, no. you could tell right then. So um, he's in number three, number two, Shohei Otani. That's right. He's here at number two, had two great starts on the mound, two quality starts on the mound, one win. He's got 12 innings, 18 strikeouts on the mound, a 0.75 ERA. Nasty. At the plate, 286, two home runs, six RBI. He's doing exactly what we would have expected Shohei Otani to do entering the season. And 
honestly, the one win on the mound came courtesy of himself driving in that added run. Nastiness everywhere you look. Shohei is is a superstar and already already doing things that put him in the MVP conversation. Though the MVP conversation hasn't started, so he's already <laughs> in the BVP conversation. <laughs> and tied for second most strikeouts in Major League Baseball with 18. I'm always I'm, I'm a little surprised you don't have him at number one. I can't. I can't have him at number one Tell this me first why. week, Alex. And the reason being because Brian Reynolds is existing, hitting 417 with Oof. four home runs. Brian Reynolds is on pace for 108 home runs. All right. How do I not put him at number one? On pace for 108 homers, seven RBIs already, a stolen base. But Brian Reynolds has gone out as, look, this offseason was a pretty tricky one for Brian Reynolds. You know, he, he requested a trade. He didn't get that trade and then ends up in the in the thick of things with his with his contract and he's going to be a pirate and has really showed out for them. And this is what you want when you're when you're talking about locking up a superstar player and Brian Reynolds and then he comes out and hits 417 to start the year with four home runs and seven RBI. This is exactly what you want to see. There's nobody else right now that could be number one. And um, there's a decent chance as of look. We're already a week into the year. There's a decent chance Brian Reynolds hits 100 homers this year and breaks the all-time record. Ben. <laughs> well, well, Ben. Maybe. 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 Come on. on hey, pace. you know what? There's hope. What did we say about opening week? You said. Hope. You said. Everybody has you hope. You heard it here first. Alex said the Oakland A's were winning no, the No, I did not. <laughs> I said they needed to have hope and belief in themselves. You said that. And what was your bet? You were going to clip off your toe? I was going to... That was gnarly. Uh, that wage, was a little... It wasn't was our bet. Our wager is... No, I never shook on it. I never agreed to it. You made it. You made it happen. Our wager is... Uh-uh. If the, no, no, no. If the Oakland A's no. don't win the World Series, you give me a dollar. If they do win the World <laughs> Series, I'll clip off my big toe. That is so much faith no. that you should never just well, don't. No. I believe. Okay. Hey, folks. It's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you, it's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus. They've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Um, all right, we have probably my favorite series of the year 
so yes, far this is, this is starting like already this yeah. is going to be awesome the padres at the braves it's the Whew. braves home opener so the battery will be absolutely rocking um the stadium will be rocking braves at padres and it start it's a it's a four game series so it starts yeah. tonight so what we're going to do alex is a little bit of tail of the tape right we're going to go th- what are we going to go through offense uh, defense manager starters bullpen and we're each going to pick who okay. we think has the better the of edge the two on okay yeah. that makes sense yeah 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 all right, this is going to be good because these two teams are two juggernauts yeah, in the are. National League. So let's. Uh, where are we starting? We're starting with the offense. Who you got? Do we both have a pick here? We, we do. Both? Okay, I'm gonna. I'll start offense. This is actually, I think. Yeah. This is close. It is. And I, I, I think we're gonna go in the same direction here. I don't yeah. know, but it's closer than I think people assume. I'm going with the Padres. Bogarts, Soto, Machado. It's very difficult to beat that. Offensively, I'm going with the Padres, but the Braves are very close. And what Acuna's doing this year, uh, Matt Olson's off to a great start, but I gave the Padres the edge here offensively. Yeah, you're right. You I, I am okay. also going with the Padres. I mean, they're already calling it San Diego. Did you hear? Have you have you heard the broadcast for I, Xander Bogarts, who just feels like he just belongs there in San Diego. He's off to a great start batting 409 with three home runs, seven RBI, and they're calling it San Diego, which not mad about. And once like Machado, Soto, and Tatis gets back, I again, like you can't you can't bet against this lineup. Yep, I agree. I, we're in agreement there. Okay. Offense, we're in, I wonder if we're gonna be I'm kind of nervous. Do you know what my picks are? Be. I have no I idea. I didn't look. Okay. But all right, okay. I, <laughs> all right, what's up? I next? have a feeling. Okay. Defense, who you got? Uh, de- defensively, I went with the Braves. Okay. Michael Harris in center field. We saw him, I believe it was Insane. yesterday, making an awesome catch. Uh, Ronald Acuna is healthy. So on both sides of the ball, we're seeing him back to himself. Sean Murphy behind the plate, one of the best, better defensive catchers in the game of baseball. Um, Matt Olson at first base, gold glove, gold glove guy there. I mean, just everywhere you look. Austin Riley, who doesn't get enough credit for his defense over there at third base, has really, really improved thanks to Ron Washington, who Austin Riley was on the show, what, like two two weeks ago or so? Talked all about Ron Washington and how much he's helped him with his defense. So if you haven't checked out that episode, go listen to Austin Riley because he was awesome. Um, but he's much improved defensively. I gave the edge here to the Braves. And I don't know if you – I don't know. You might have chose the Padres, so I don't want to talk – too poorly about them, but Juan Soto's not great in the outfield. Xander Bogarts isn't great at shortstop. So as good as they are offensively, they're definitely not elite defensively. Yeah. Their numbers are almost identical to start the beginning of the the season. No, I went with the Braves. (laughs) I went with the Braves, and this is is my reasoning, okay? Because both of them, both the Padres and the Braves, fielding percentage right now is .991, tied for eighth best in Major League Baseball. Both of them. They both have two errors committed. They both have seven double plays turned, tied for fourth most in Major League Baseball. But the Braves have just eight, one of eight Major League teams to not have a fielding error on the season. So both mm. of their errors were on throws, plus just seeing that Michael Harris catch that you mentioned in the outfield yesterday was just insane. And overall, we know player by player it is a stronger defensive yeah. core like like the numbers i just mentioned almost identical but when you step back 
and maybe you're not looking at all the analytics and numbers, just looking at the individual yeah. players, I do believe the Braves are a stronger defensive team. Okay, so we're through offense and defense. We're both on uh, Padres uh, offense. We're both on Braves defense. And we, we have manager, starters, and bullpen left. So what's next? Are we going manager? We're going next? managers all right. next. So this was, this was a very difficult decision because I like Bob Melvin a lot and I like Brian Snicker a lot. And Snicker, come, you know, World Series a couple of years ago. I gave the edge here to Bob Melvin and the Padres. And the reason I did that is not because, like, he might not have that World Series title but look what he's done in his career with the Oakland A's and a payroll that is minuscule always when he was there was on that tear with them. The reason I think the A's, yeah, the A's do it kind of the money ball way, but having a guy like Bob Melvin was huge. And then we saw him take a totally different job with a totally different organization that's doing it in a complete opposite way with the Padres. We saw, we saw him take over a team with a ton of talent, but a team that, if you remember, right before he came in, they just fell off a cliff mm -hmm. down the stretch. And we saw Tatis and Machado yelling at each other in the dugout, and it just didn't feel right there in San Diego. And he takes over last year and immediately has to deal with Fernando Tatis getting in a motorcycle accident, Fernando Tatis getting suspended for the year, um, and then new guys coming in and had to mesh a locker room that it was almost impossible from the outside to, to mesh. And he did it. And they beat the Dodgers in the playoffs, and they kind of got over that hump of not being able to beat those Dodgers, and they end up making it to the NLCS. <sighs> I gave the edge to the Padres and Bob Melvin here. I think we're hanging out too much because I also gave the edge to Bob Melvin wow. because of what he did last season. When you come into a team that might be dysfunctional and you are able to control all the superstars that you're able to control and turn – a franchise around to bring, again, hope. He brought hope to the Padres organization with what he did with this team last season, getting to the postseason, beating the Dodgers in the postseason, and then just dealing with this group of superstars that at one point were not getting along. Yeah. And now you're bringing them all together. I Yeah, I had to take Bob Melvin, too. I thought you were going to go Snitker, but I realized as you were talking, the literal only reason you picked Bob Melvin is because he's wearing a San Diego State jersey in the dugout. The <laughs> no doubt about that. All right, what's next? Starters. Starters. We're are going next. to starters. So we'll do starting rotation and then bullpen. Yes. Starting rotation, I went Atlanta Braves. This is a tricky one as well. Look, Padres with you Darvish and Blake Snell, Joe Musgrove isn't. Joe Musgrove isn't back yet, but a good starting rotation for sure. And I really like the addition of Nick Martinez into the rotation. And um, who am I missing? Uh, Seth Lugo. But the Braves rotation, right? Spencer Strider, my mm -hmm. NL Cy Young choice. And we get to see it Thursday night. Probably the best matchup of the entire series. Spencer Strider against Blake Snell. We get that tonight. And for me... That matchup is kind of the difference in why I picked the Braves. Spencer Strider has been nothing but dominant since he's come up to the big leagues. That's why I believe in him as the NL Cy Young this year. Blake Snell, the inconsistency is what holds me back from picking them. If Blake Snell is Cy Young Blake Snell that we saw in Tampa or second half in postseason Blake Snell from last year, it's a totally different rotation. But he is still showing those signs of inconsistency and walking a lot of guys. And then on top of that, 
the Braves, Dylan Dodd, the Dodd father. He's in the rotation. <laughs> Great young talent there. You got Max Fried, who, yes, is hurt, so I can't technically count him for this series. But Charlie Morton, Soroka's on his way back. Bryce Elder. The Braves rotation is in a really good place for a long time to come. I gave them the edge. You like that? The Dodd father? The Dodd father. I do. They already put my face up before I said anything. Oh, we're on the same I, side. Oh my I God. have a feeling we might be on the same for everything here. Um, yeah. I, the Braves just are way more consistent. If, if you're gonna if you're gonna place a bet on both of these starting rotations, I feel a lot safer knowing the consistency that the Braves have had last season into this season. They just have a great pitching staff, which is why I went with the Braves. All right, I know bullpen. it all leaves it up to the bullpen. So right now it's one, it's two to two. So this yeah. is the tiebreaker for this series, the bullpen. So whoever Alex and I pick here, if we're on the same side, will win the series. You heard it here first. Uh, bullpen. I went with the Atlanta Braves. Oh, well, I yeah. saw that look. Okay. <laughs> I went with the Atlanta Braves. I think the Braves have one of the sneakier bullpens in the game of baseball. I say sneaky because, well, it doesn't have the big superstar names, right? It did. Kirby Yates used to be that big name in a shutdown closer, but then he got hurt after that dominant year, and then we haven't heard much about him since. Well, now he's back, and is he going to be Kirby Yates? We don't know, but his potential is there. A.J. Minter back into the bullpen. Rysel Iglesias, who is finally is, is back. Nick Anderson, Colin McHugh, Dylan Lee, who I love. Nick Anderson, a very underrated name, I believe. I think this bullpen is full of really good, very underrated pitchers. And if you remember, um, sorry, not Rysel Iglesias isn't back yet, but he will be. But I can't count him yet. But if you remember what Rysel Iglesias meant to this Braves team coming over last year from, from the, the Angels, Angels, it was like, what are the Angels doing? Just giving this guy, just giving this guy pitcher. up. He had like two bad outings in a row, and then they're like, okay, out. And then he was probably. One of, if not the best reliever in the game of baseball yep. when he went over to the Braves while pitching the eighth inning. So I love the Braves. I, I would say I would say the Padres have the best reliever, but the Braves have in total mm -hmm. the best bullpen. Yeah. I we literally went the exact <laughs> same uh, and I purposely didn't look at your picks and made my picks. Just I it's yeah. I I think I said it when I was talking about the starters. I think the Braves in general just have the stronger overall pitching staff, yeah. and that's top to bottom, starting, middle relief, closer. Once Iglesias comes back, I mean, even just now in their twenty-two plus innings that they've pitched, one point nine nine ERA. Like they're they're a strong bullpen, strong relief. The Braves are a great young team but with good little veteran pieces here oh, and there. I love it, it, it's beautiful. It's, I love the Braves. Yeah, That's it, why this is going to be a great matchup. If you remember, I have the Braves in the World Series. They were my NL pick, and I'm not going to spoil it. It's also Thursday, so my decision isn't final yet. But if the week were to end right now, uh, let's, the Astros would not be in that number one spot anymore in my power rankings. Oof. And, um that's, that's all I'll say that's about okay. that. Okay. Um, okay, tale of the tape. Everybody should be watching that series. It's, yeah. It's the best series in the, in the game this week, and it's a four-game series. Spencer Strider on the mound for the Braves on Thursday against Blake Snell on Thursday as well. Great series there. Alex, Yeah. Thursday episode, one thing we're going to do that I'm excited about, fan questions. Ooh, yeah. I didn't look at these. Have you seen the questions? No. Ooh, okay. But do you, do you have them? Do I Are have you gonna, them? 
I don't know if you have them. Um, um it's on the screen. It's on the screen. Okay. Oh, okay. Do you want Okay. So I guess you you read them or let's do you want go? me to read them? Yeah, let's okay. go. Okay, so the first question one out of everyone in Major League Baseball, who could you see having a McGuire and Sosa type race in a home in home runs for Ooh. the record? Okay, so McGuire Sosa type home run race. Well, I, I mean, first off, we're not going to get those numbers, no. right? But Aaron Judge, yes, Mike Trout, and Mike Trout is if my he's answer. healthy. Right. It's well, Mike Trout hit forty last year, and he missed a good chunk of the season. <laughs> he missed like a quarter of the season, and he hit forty. Um, this will be awesome to see a healthy Aaron Judge, a healthy Mike Trout all year hitting close to like the sixty home run mark. How awesome would that be? That's uh, that's my answer to that question. That's a good one. Was that a two part? That was question? a two parter. We got to right. get the second one back let's up get the, there. Let's get the second question up there. Okay. Nope, no. let's go back. There, there we, we go. go. What team do you think has all the pieces right now that will surprise the league this year? Huh. So this one's tricky because for most of the teams that have all of the pieces we're talking about yeah. as one of the better teams in the league. However, one does come to mind for me, and it's the Texas Rangers. Okay. The Texas Rangers have the pieces, right? They have a great – they have a – I don't want to say great rotation. They have a good rotation with an elite arm at the top end in Jacob deGrom, who looked really good yesterday. They have a really good offense who's off to a hot start. They have LeClerc in the back end of the bullpen, who I believe in. Will Smith back there, who they've used to close games before. Sneaky chance to make the postseason with all the pieces? Texas Rangers. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Yeah. But, like... I'm going to say Angels, that same division. They have all the pieces. They haven't been in the postseason since 2014. I think this is their year that they, I wouldn't say it's called a surprise to the league because they should be there with two of the best players in the game of baseball on your team. But as we've seen just in this first week, it looks like the pieces that they put together yeah. this offseason – I'm saying there's a chance. Well, I picked them to make the playoffs. Okay. So for me, it wouldn't be a surprise. But yeah. I would say the one thing, I don't think they're. I they need a they need a closer. They they need a back into the bullpen really badly. Offense is elite. Pitching yeah. staff is per, yeah. Tyler Anderson is a number three who had like a minuscule ERA last year. The rotation with Detmers I think will be good. Sandoval, Otani, great team. They need a back into the bullpen. But yeah, I think they're a playoff team this year. I. I predict that so all right but yeah that's that's good good question by yeah. the way we're gonna do this Thank every you. week i think we have more but we're gonna we do. do this every week so keep getting your questions in every week all right next question from william as a mets fan i am i am not worried yet with the start we had i believe max will get going and justin will be great my question is am i crazy to think we could still win 92 to 94 games he's hopeful there is hope. Well, he, you're not at all crazy to think that. I mean, what, we're six six games into the year, seven games into the year, whatever it may be. You're not crazy. The Mets yeah. looked the Mets looked really good in the first series of the year against the Marlins. They looked really bad against the Brewers. But am I gonna like change an entire opinion about a team over one really bad series? No. No, I'm not. So, you know, I do think that ninety two ninety four number is 
is a high number, but they can certainly get there. They're one of the they're one of the better teams in baseball. I still believe that. Max hasn't pitched well yet. Justin hasn't pitched at all yet. Kodai Singa looked to be an elite arm. Mm-hmm. Pete Alonso is heating up. The offense will be pretty good. I, I what does frustrate me, and I think in order to win 92, 95 games, you gotta you gotta believe in your future. I saw today, like they said about Brett Beatty. Brett Beatty's dominating in AAA. They said it wouldn't be fair to him to bring him up yet before he gets more reps in AAA. Let me tell you this: when I was in the minor leagues. I wasn't thinking, you know what? It's not fair to me. Don't no. call, don't call me. I don't want to call. No, no. Don't call me, please. It wouldn't be fair. I need my reps down here. No, that's ridiculous. Brett Beatty could definitely help the team. We're going to see Alvarez now that Omar Navias has been hurt, so I'm excited to watch him. Ronnie Mauricio, I'd like to see him at some point. I don't think it's crazy to say, and I'm definitely not not saying it after one bad series against the Brewers. And didn't they have a 100-win season Last, Last year. year? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this offseason, we like to say they improved and got better. Yeah, you're going to have slumps and bad stretches if it's the beginning of the season. Sometimes it happens. Yep. But it's 162. Yep. And you exactly. had a 100-win season last year. So I don't I don't think that's crazy at all to be in the high 90s. All right, one more question. Final question. We, we got it. one final question on the day. I'll get this one. Yeah, this one's from Wyatt. Uh, at Flippin' Bats, Ben Verlander and Alex Curry. Is Ronald Acuna Jr. now a top three NL MVP candidate? He looks 100% healthy and is well on pace for 40-40. Alex, look at my shirt. Yeah, let's see. My shirt is a Ronald Acuna shirt. Close your eyes if you hate fun. You can't, there you go. You can't see it because of yeah, the microphone. Can. There you go. I'm all in on Ronald Acuna this year, and I feel like there were people around the game of baseball – that weren't giving him the credit he deserves because of a season last year where he wasn't fully healthy. We saw his injury with his ACL. We saw him come back very, very quickly and have a good, not great season that we'd expect from Ronald Acuna. Now he's back, and we have seen we have seen the Ronald Acuna that is absolutely capable of winning an MVP award Certainly. I love Ronald Acuna. I feel like everybody counted out the Braves and the Braves Ronald Acuna because of what we saw last year. This guy's back. He's healthy, well on pace for 40-40 like you said. He's beating This is what I like to see. We've seen a couple balls this year where he'll hit in the hole, looks like an easy out. He's beating balls out. He's flying down the line to first base. He's throwing out guys at from the outfield. He's hitting balls 90. I mean, Ronald Acuna is back. I've always been a huge fan. He's been one of my favorite players in the game. I was devastated for him when he got hurt right before the All-Star game, when he was going to be an All-Star. He was technically an All-Star, but he didn't get to play. Then comes back last year. Now he's back, and this is the Ronald Acuna. I was saying the next player we'll see. There haven't been many in history that have gone 40-40. I called this a couple years ago. Ronald Acuna will go 40-40 in his career. That might not be as hot of a take anymore because of the bases, and like I do think yeah. we're going to see more stolen bases. I think absolutely Ronald Acuna can go 40-40. I think absolutely he's a top three MVP candidate. He is back, and I couldn't be happier. It's exciting. You you want to have all the top players healthy playing at the top of their game. Yeah. And, yeah, this is this is everything you hoped for. Now let's see if we're going to get the season that we expect from a player like him. Absolutely. Uh, this is our first live Thursday episode Woo! of the year. Uh, send in all those questions. We'll do it. I don't know. 
every Thursday show. We'll send yeah. out a tweet on flipping bat at flipping bats on Twitter. Respond and we will answer your questions. What a fun show. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. If you're watching, make sure you're subscribed or followed. Following wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple or Spotify, wherever. We're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch every single episode on YouTube as well at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. Thank you all for listening. This has been the Thursday episode. We will see you tomorrow for another episode of Flippin' Bats.